0: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition. Uh, Edition, like it's that formal. Hey, I'm back on the radio again after about uh, 23 hours off. So, anyway, welcome, no, 21 hours off. Welcome to the show, and uh, I know that you're all sitting here stewing, wondering what we're going to do if our federal government has to shut down and all of the basic functions of the government will be done, including making sure everybody's paid, including Social Security recipients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I know that you're panicked. You're probably uh, laying in bed in the middle of the night, and you're thinking, gosh, this would be terrible if the government had to shut down for a couple days, considering the government shut down... Uh, all of us, for over a year, we couldn't go to any movies. We couldn't go to any concerts. We couldn't have our restaurants open. We couldn't have our gym. Couldn't go to the gym. Couldn't get your hair cut. I wasn't able to get my hair cut for about a month. I was looking real shaggy for a while there with my uh, TV show that I do on Newsmax. It was like, what the hell? Who's this homeless guy? Uh, which is not more, much of a stretch, considering where I've been the last few years. But anyway, uh, uh, you couldn't go to church. The government said you could Church for months and months and months. You couldn't go to church. You missed funerals of loved ones. Uh, elderly relatives died in nursing homes. They were not able to be seen because of the actions of the federal government that are all pretty stupid with regard to COVID. So uh, I guess uh, not too concerned about a government shutdown, but a nice try, a real nice try by the uh, by the establishment, the uh, the deep state, to make us fear a government shutdown. Uh, considering what the government did to you and me um... i think most people say screw it who cares i think a lot of this is because i don't know the government lied about so many things and so many things they lied to us about actually uh... you know came true you know like uh... i don't know uh... roe v wade being repealed uh, they said forever that uh, it was going to result in uh, tens of thousands of back-alley abortions and uh, and women dying left and right and uh... Well, it never happened. And then, of course, the last 50 years have been saying it's going to be cooling, global cooling, new ice age. Then it's going to be global warming. Then when they uh, discovered that it wasn't really warming, they just said that the air you exhale is is a poison, is a toxin, it's destroying the world. (laughs) You know? So, uh, pardon me for uh, not being too concerned about a government shutdown right now, because I think the government kind of put us all through hell. So, yeah, shut it down. I mean, what? Go ahead and do it. It's really You know the government shuts down every weekend, right? I thought you should know that. They, they shut down on the weekends, and the world doesn't end. It's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. This as monthly average payments for homeowners. You know what the monthly average homeowner payment if you own a home is in this country? $2,161 a month. That's a, that's a chunk of change. My mortgage isn't even that high. But we got in at the right time, and we are not moving anytime soon. So that's actually an increase of $1,000 before the pandemic, as Federal Chair uh, Powell continues to hike rates in a struggle to tamp down inflation. Because this is the only hand that Democrats and leftists have, is uh, giving away free money or raising the interest rate to slow down the inflation they cause by massive government spending. That's what they do every time. It always fails. See Jimmy Carter, all right? see that see what happens if you want to uh, get inflation down and everything here's here's the playbook you uh, decrease taxes and you decrease regulation so it's easier to do business works every single Time, time and time again, decreasing tax rates increases revenue to the government. I know it doesn't make any sense, but you see, when you decrease tax rates, people spend more, businesses invest more, etc. But that doesn't work here because we have idiots in charge. So we got a guy who's the head of the Fed who just jacks up interest rates because he thinks inflation is uh, is uh, you know is is going through the ceiling, and it is, by the way, and it is. And unemployment is really low. You know why? Because people are working two or three jobs. And the federal government just made it legal for 500,000 Venezuelans to, uh, to get ID cards and, and take your jobs. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's like they don't even give a crap about you. It's like the federal government doesn't give a crap about you, New York City. It's like the federal government doesn't give a crap about you, Eagle Pass, Texas. It's pretty crazy, right? So the, uh, the mortgage rate now, $1,000 more than it was when, you, uh, when, uh, when Donald Trump was the president. So the, uh, the rise in mortgage rates uh, went up with the value of homes. Uh, by the way, the home prices jumped from uh, 322000 to $479,000 in two, uh, two years. Yeah, when I, when I bought our house, our house was right about the average, right in the 200s, mid-200s, which was a hell of a house for the mid-200s. You can't buy a shoebox in New York City for mid 200 But we got that going on. And then, and then all the while, you're thinking, okay, you know, a government shutdown, uh, you know, what's happening to our interest rates, inflation, all that. And then a 60 Minutes report from, uh, from about Ukraine and about uh, what our money's being spent for in Ukraine. And it, it, it's kind of weird because this is a glowing report uh, about all the wonderful things we're doing in Ukraine. The problem is, uh, we could be them here for our citizens, but we're not.
2: American Weird. taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers. And
1: not a lot of that happened in, uh, for farmers in the United States.
2: And covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders. Wow,
1: that's uh, that's pretty interesting. They're also covering pensions for a lot of Ukrainian workers. Do you have a pension? yeah neither do I
2: all 57,000 of them that includes the team that trains this rescue dog Mm. named joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors
1: that's great Ukraine you do that on your own and the US also
2: funds the divers who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. See, I
1: thought this was a glowing report that America would go, hey, hey, this is pretty cool. Look at all the things that our money's going to in this uh, Ukrainian war here. And it turns out that it's really pissed off a lot of people. It's really made a lot of people uh, really, really mad. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, let's support farmers, small businesses, and first responders on our own country instead. Well, that would be kind of a good idea, wouldn't it? You know. Uh, everything you you wish our government would step up and do for us here they're doing in Ukraine with our tax dollars this is Michael Seifert wrote billions for Ukrainian farmers first responders Ukrainian entrepreneurs why the US should be doing the tough work of peacemaking we need aggressive diplomats if you want to avoid war where is the peace plan there's a Eli Craig looking things that American hard-earned tax dollars shouldn't be funding and then Jim Banks said this. He said, "Meanwhile, nearly 200 people will die of fentanyl poisoning in the U.S. today. Almost all of it flows over our open southern border. How about uh, funding the southern border? No, no, we're not doing that. You know, uh, Victor Davis Hanson is one of my favorite uh, uh, authors. I guess you can call him a pundit, uh, political philosopher. He's a brilliant man. I enjoy talking. And he's a farmer. Did you know that he's a farmer?" <laughs> He was talking to Rob Schmidt last night. And remember a few months ago, I said that we are experiencing uh, diminishing returns. Sorry for the voice. I sounded like Peter Brady there for a second. Uh, But anyway, uh, diminishing returns, uh, we're realizing that uh, we are not getting a break on our taxes. We are not getting a break on inflation or the price of fuel. Um, And uh, and, uh, we're not uh, getting any return from the government for our money. Uh, Ask the people of East Palestine, Ohio, or ask the people of Lahaina on uh, Maui or Lahaina, as it were. About that, and, and this is what De Victor Davis Hanson reflected on last night.
3: I think people don't mind paying taxes if they get something in that bargain. Good schools, less crime, yeah. good infrastructure. You but think. when you get less of that, and then the government insults you and keeps calling you, pay your fair share in a manner of Joe Biden.
1: Meanwhile, uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden didn't pay any taxes on upwards of $50 million.
3: I mean, he you know, his family yeah. has avoided <laughs> millions of dollars of taxes, <laughs> wow. but that hasn't precluded him from lecturing us that we don't pay enough. Income. Oh yeah,
1: you don't pay enough. You you do not pay enough. Yes sir, Bob. Uh here is uh, uh Victor Davis Hanson and I and I've talked about this uh, as well. I'm not meaning to say. Oh, you talked about it first. But I did. You know, I just did. Uh and I'm just uh, honored that Victor Davis Hanson would agree with me. Uh, and that is on a, uh, on a uh, coming revolution. I believe we are in the midst, in the uh, seedling. I would say we actually have sprouted. It used to be kind of a seedling and uh, the Democrats uh, germinated the seed with bull crap. And, <laughs> and now the seeds of American counter
3: revolution are growing. I think up to now they've been able to do that. But okay. when you have almost 80% of the people against the border policy, and you see this new development of very, very wealthy people the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Bill Gates, uh, the George Soros.
1: You know, the guys that spend so much money putting in uh, prosecutors who let criminals go and investing in drop boxes and Zuckerbucks to throw an election toward the Democrats, those guys. Uh.
3: Be becoming completely exempt from the ideologies they inflict on us. So that's that's really the new theme of the Democratic Party. Yeah. We're going to dictate to you on green energy, on crime, on transgenderism, yeah. on teachers unions, but we <laughs> ourselves, because of our money and our supposed morality, are going to be exempt from the consequences of our own ideology. That's and I think people have woken up to that. I call that let them make cake liberals. And so they're caricaturing that very wealthy. I think we're, we're headed for a big counter-revolution. I think it's already started.
1: Oh, I think uh, we are absolutely in the middle of it. And, you in know, a, the fact what the... I'm here for, what I'm here for is to I- inform you and inspire you to change things, okay? Th- there you go. This is what this show exists for, to inform you and inspire you. Because uh, positive things can happen. And one of the positives that I've taken out of all of the last three, five, three to five years of madness, maybe seven years of madness, And I'm grateful to God that we've come together at this moment where it's all been exposed, and now we know. Now we know how terrible the federal government is, how corrupt it is, how it's enriched itself and its donors and and all of this, and how we have perpetual uh, uh, candidacies and we have perpetual uh, offices in Washington, D.C., where you can go to Washington, D.C., be elected, and spend your entire life telling us how to live ours. I'm grateful that this is all being exposed. It's a very precipitous time in our history and the positive is we are witnessing a revolution, a counter-revolution, a peaceful revolution. When I first started in broadcasting, two revolutions happened in the same year, 1989. One of them was the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was a peaceful movement. Uh, The uh, people of the Soviet Union recognized what freedom offered them and what uh, what communism has kept from them and they peacefully brought down that wall without firing a shot. And at the same time, students tried the same thing in Tiananmen Square. And like a totalitarian regime that's uh, shrouded in secrecy that it is, the Chinese officials simply mowed all of those students down in darkness and washed their corpses into the storm drains. And then we went right back to being in the pants of China. George H.W. Bush. So the government would love to make us Tiananmen Square. That's what all the gun control talk is. That's what all the, "Uh, Kamala Harris, I'm the new gun safeties are. That's what that's about. But you and I are the ones who are standing on the Berlin Wall. And our brothers and sisters are at the base of it with sledgehammers knocking it down. And I think we're going to knock it down. I really, really do. I really, really do. And that's why I exist here. To entertain, inform, motivate Occasionally piss off eh, my audience. There you go. So eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero on this topic and others. There is much coming up, including. <laughs> the Canadian Parliament decided to uh, honor a Nazi nobody did any research on the Nazi but apparently they let and they honored a Nazi and now Justin Trudeau with his perfect hair and his fake teeth had to do an apology Uh, the southern border assault continues with some southern border crossers literally putting up a Venezuelan flag on American soil yeah yeah uh, back to uh, pissing you off (laughs) But we've got a lot of stuff on the show today, and uh, your phone calls would be welcome. Let's go ahead and take a break. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show.
0: If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: It is The Rob Carson Show, and the number is 800-922-6680. Oh, by the way, uh, Chubby the Hamster passed away yesterday. In the Carson household, and, and you know, I, I posted a little uh, thing on it yesterday, and and it's funny because um, uh, I, I did get a good deal of sympathy. I didn't want sympathy. I, I just I, I made an observation about a hamster. Uh, we had a dog die this year. That was a big deal. The dog passing away. Lucy was a beautiful dog. But, uh, you know, hamsters pretty much, uh, they, they live very short little lives. And, uh, you know, you feed them and they, they get a, an assortment of little toys and they can run around in a hamster wheel and all this. But they really don't give you a whole lot back. They uh, You feed them and you hold them and they crawl around and then you you put them away. And And I put this thing up here and I got all these... <laughs> And I and I do appreciate the, the concern that uh, you know you're you're worried about me and uh, sorry Rob and uh, you know uh, Rip Chubbinator there you go so very sorry No, you don't need to be sorry they only live about two years I'm not all busted up about it uh, you know but I, I don't think we're gonna get hamsters anymore I think we had our hamster time. You know, they, they come out, you, uh, you hold them for a second, you, you get a handful of nuts or uh, apple slices. or They like pasta. They like spaghetti. They really do, and most animals do. I'm, I'm working on uh, making, I'm not kidding. Pu- puppy pasta, because dogs love pasta, man. Seriously, they just love the, it's fun to eat, right? They're like toddlers. So, you know, you, 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 and they feel, stuff their jowls full of food, and then you put them back in their cage, and they spit it up into their little, you know, enclosure, and that, that's what hamsters do. So, uh, we had turtles for a while. I got salmonella from that. That was fun. Um, we had, uh, oh, the most fascinating little pets we had, actually, hermit crabs. Hermit crabs are cool as hell, and they're really smart, and they're very curious, and then occasionally they just disappear. You don't see them for months. And you realize they buried themselves just to, you know, I guess whatever the hell. And then they just come up all of a sudden, they're back. They're like, hey, hey, remember us? I'm like, okay. So, you know, hermit crab, I'd have again. Hamster, no. Turtles, ah, hell no. And never fish. Ever, 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 ever have fish. So the Republican National Committee has announced the candidates who are going to be participating in the Republican primary debate in uh, California. Tomorrow night, here they are, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. I know, I know, he's a governor of North Dakota. His name is Doug Burgum. Weird. Uh, let me see, Chris Christie, uh, Ron DeSantis, notice I got past Chris Christie's name without a fat joke. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's okay, because you just kind of expect. It. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pence, uh, Vivek, Ramas, Vivek, no, it's Vivek Ramaswamy, and, and Tim Scott. So there, you Donald Trump is not going to be there, but it was interesting because Donald Trump yesterday did a speech in North Carolina or South Carolina, and and he started talking about the uh, the the, uh, the failure of the first Fox debate to attract much as far as viewership, and the fact that uh, his appearance with Tucker Carlson. Got 270 million views, and and all of a sudden uh, Fox News realized, hey, he's kind of in our debate coverage, so let's cut away. And we're the only ones going up; they're going down. They're going down, yeah. down, down. Yeah. They ought to stop
0: wasting their time. You know, they're wasting a lot of time with these ridiculous debates that nobody's watching. <laughs> The last debate was the lowest-rated debate in history. It wasn't very
1: good, no. no.
0: That's a good compliment, isn't it? <laughs> and what was I doing, Marjorie? I was someplace else, wasn't yeah, I? Was he, huh? was he, was he, was he? I was doing another interview. Yeah, with Tucker Carlson. We had 271 million people listening to the Tucker Carlson interview. They were just interview. checking it out. They, just, they were scrolling through it. You know, so, that, so here
2: we are, you know, uh, back in the thick oh. of campaign season. We are now just four <laughs> months away from the Iowa primaries.
1: Yeah, cut away. They cut away from that. Imagine, imagine that and then this is kind of funny because uh, on uh, on stage in South Carolina uh, uh, Donald Trump decided to uh, introduce Lindsey Graham now uh, generally when the people are kind of telling you something maybe you ought to listen to them, because uh, the uh, the people of South Carolina and I think a lot of people across the country do not trust this man another man who's always there he's always I'll
0: tell you what when I need help on the left, He's great on the left. On the left, he's my friend too. Lindsey Graham, wherever you are, okay, the crowd, yeah, that boy. Thank you. Oh no, 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 no. He helps me on the left. He helps you on the left sometimes.
1: Republicans shouldn't need help on the left, but yeah, help on the left. What the hell does that mean? You know, I I was thinking about this. Uh, I think Lindsey Graham is a lot like Jafar. Uh, the uh, the evil uh, wizard in uh, in Aladdin, always uh, you know tempting uh, Jasmine. Jasmine, uh, uh, her her dad, the the Sultan. Right, this is Lindsey Graham to me, actually. Ooh, uh, ah,
3: Jafar, my
0: most trusted advisor, I am in desperate need of your wisdom. My life is but to serve you, my lord.
1: Yes, Lindsey. Everything will be fine. Yeah, just, Lynn's kinda, I just kind of—I get that vibe, that Jafar kind of vibe, the Jafar Sultan kind of vibe between <laughs> Lindsey Graham and Donald Trump. <laughs> All that Donald Trump now needs is a is a talking bird. Oh, actually, a uh, Lindsey would need that. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Today's podcast sponsored by NutriSense. That was the sound of a NutriSense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, and even your sleep. With NutriSense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and NutriSense does the rest. NutriSense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they give you a personalized nutrition plan so you can achieve your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. It is a powerful tool for understanding your body and affecting positive change in your life. You can get all of this today. NutraSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit nutrasensecom slash Carson. Use code Carson to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutraSense on the Rob Carson Podcast. That's NutriSense.com slash Carson to save 30% off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Mm -mm -mm. I got to tell you, uh, Brian Johnson did a great job. With AC/DC continues to do so, but only Bon, bon Scott. Bon Scott was always uh, the 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 greatest uh, uh, vocalist for uh, ACDC. That's what I think, anyway. You may disagree with me. I will tell you what, Brian, for Brian Johnson to step in when he did and propel the group into what they are now, uh, very commendable. I'm just more of a fan of Bon Scott's vocals, but they're both they're both awesome. My wife and I, we were coming back on Saturday night. We went out to dinner at yet another restaurant we were disappointed in. And uh, and we were driving home, and we were jamming. I mean, we were jamming to ACDC. She won't jam to Led Zeppelin, but she was, like, in the passenger seat in my Bronco, just rocking. It was so cool to watch us old Generation Xers jamming in our Bronco. So, uh, key house committee releases witnesses for the first impeachment inquiry. Here they are. Uh, Bruce Doblinski, former accountant with 40 years of experience, Cool, uh, Eileen O'Connor, former Assistant Attorney General for the Department of Justice's Tax Division, and one of my favorites, Jonathan Turley. Yeah, Jonathan Turley. He uh, he actually is the Shapiro Chair uh, for Public Interest at George Washington University Law School, and he's not even a, a, a commie lib. He's not. Well, he is. He's not a commie lib. He's not a conservative. He is uh, center left. I'm assuming. But anyway, that'll be tomorrow morning. It starts at uh, 10 o'clock, and the, uh, the session is called uh, The Basis for an Impeachment Inquiry of Joseph R. Biden Jr., a.k.a. what was his name? It was like uh, Robin Johnson or something. He had a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. So, Oh, 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 uh, by the way, did you, if you're watching Newsmax last night, uh, uh, Ted Cruz was on there, and he was talking about how the Democrats are going to parachute Michelle Obama in as the candidate eventually. And he is like dead set on that. He thinks that's going to happen. And you know what, it very well could be because uh, the Democrats are all about uh, a popularity contest or checking boxes with no real skills. You can obviously see that with Kamala Harris. Uh, Michelle Obama really hasn't had a real job ever, uh, has no administrative uh, experience whatsoever, has a massive ugly racial chip on her shoulder. Uh, and she, uh, she, you know, honestly, hey, go for it. Go for it. Uh, if America wants that, do you really think they're going to go for that? Well, who the hell knows? I think a lot of people are going to see through it. But Michelle Obama, who's, I mean, really down with you and me, right? I mean, you hear her talking about all the struggles in inner cities and all of the American people suffering. No, actually, you never do. Uh, never, You never hear her or Barack Obama say anything about all the kids in Chicago being murdered. You just never do It's because they don't care. They've got two houses, one in Martha's Vineyard, one in Hawaii. They tore down the mansion from Magnum PI to build their own mansion right there on the water. Both places right on the water, even though global warming is going to cause the oceans to rise. It's it's just funny. It's like they don't even believe anything they say. Well, she just raked in $750,000 for a one-hour speech at a tech fair in southern Germany. Yeah. 59-year-old uh, picked up the eye-watering check for speaking to a startup event held on the sidelines of the annual Oktoberfest Beer Festival. Two sources close to the organizer, conf- conference organizer said, remember when Barack Obama when he was the candidate for president and nobody in Germany had ever heard of him? And he did a speech right near the Brandenburg Gate? What you didn't know is there was free beer and a rock concert and he just happened to be on the slate. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, he wasn't even the dude they came out to. They came out for a rock concert and free beer, and Barack Obama was like an opening act. But they made it seem like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's like JFK, oh, yeah. You know, it's like Ronald Reagan, tear down this wall. So, um, and by the way, you want to know what uh, the size of crowd she was playing for uh, $741,000? 600 people. That makes sense. That makes sense doesn't it makes uh, makes she's just like you and me 741,000 that would take you and your family probably what uh, a better part of a decade to make that <laughs> It is just remarkable. Remarkable. Justin Trudeau says it's important to push back against Russian propaganda. He's he's grilled over a Nazi in Canadian Parliament. Apparently, Anthony Rota was hailed as a uh, 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 98-year-old... Anthony Rota was the guy in the Parliament who hailed 98-year-old Yaroslav Hunka as a hero. And it turns out that Hunka uh, served in a division of the Nazi SS during World War II. Did you know that? Did you also know that he says the greatest years of his life were like 1941 through 43? When he was uh, rounding up them Jews? Did you know that? Yeah, here's the Canadian Parliament recognizing a Nazi and because they're so ignorant of history, they all just (laughs) politely applauded. Oh, he's a hero! He's a hero! In December 1941, during
0: World War II, The British Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill traveled to Ottawa and delivered an impassioned speech on behalf of his people to rally for the continued support for his country at war. It was a defining moment of history and one that must never be forgotten. We have here in the chamber today Ukrainian-Canadians, Ukrainian-Canadian world veterans from the Second World War who fought. The Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at his age of
4: 98.
1: Yeah, yeah, Woo! yeah. Oh, great guy. He was a member of the Waffen SS. The Russians have seized upon the appearance of Hunka as evidence that Ukraine is controlled by Nazis. Interesting, Russian ambassador uh, Canada, uh, to Canada. Oleg Stepanov claimed the invite to the former Nazi was no accident, called for the Canadian par- government, essentially the personification of neoliberal fascism. Whatever. Anthony Rota, the Speaker for the House of Commons, also a liberal member of Parliament, apologized for the spectacle, saying he had subsequently become aware of more information, which caused him to regret his, recogn- his recognition of a hunk, a Bernie and a No advance notice was provided to the Prime Minister's office, nor the Ukrainian delegation, about the invitation or the recognition. According to Rota, he said it was all his decision. It was all his decision, and uh, here is um, Justin Trudeau, uh, you know, walking it back.
0: Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, The speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized. Uh, but this is something that is deeply embarrassing. He's going to blame it
1: on Russian disinformation when the, the Russians had nothing to do with booking this guy. It was all on Rota and this jackweed who invited the guy to come speak.
0: To the Parliament of Canada and by extension to all Canadians. I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are uh, celebrating, young, uh, commemorating Yom Kippur. Yeah,
1: Yom Kippur. They they invited a Nazi to speak right before uh, uh, Yom Kippur yeah uh, it's
0: going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian
1: propaganda. of Russian propaganda, blame the Russians. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Uh, in an online blog written more than a decade ago, Honka Honka described the period between 1941 and 43, the happiest time of his life. Oh, loaded the Jews onto the train cars. Those were the days. Uh, the 14 Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS, known as 1st Galatian, Wow. Uh, it was mostly made-up Ukrainian volunteers. It was formed in '43. saw action on the eastern front. Its primary role was to support German forces in their fight against the Soviet Union. And, and it's oddly enough, a, a year and a half ago, Justin Trudeau denounced a, a Jewish member of parliament named uh, Melissa Lantzman for standing with... The, you remember the trucker convoy that went down into Ottawa because they were tired of the shutdowns and everything? Well, uh, uh, it, Canadian Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau said that, uh, that Lantzman, uh, for supporting the uh, Freedom Convoy, uh, was actually a Nazi. Yeah, and called the Freedom Convoy a bunch of uh, a bunch of swastika waving Nazis.
0: Mr. Speaker, conservative party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We don't choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop.
1: Yeah, so he said that, uh, well, kind of like what happened in Charlotte. He said all Trump supporters were Nazis. That's what Joe Biden said. Remember that? There were Nazis everywhere and all that, you know. And I don't agree with some of the people there, obviously. But, uh, you know, huh. It's kind of weird, right that Justin Trudeau would call a bunch of truckers going to uh downtown to uh express the damage that the the shutdowns were causing in their lives, and uh, Justin Trudeau would casually refer to them as nazis waving waving swastikas isn't that isn't that kind of isn't that kind of weird Is't that just kind of weird that he would do that yeah, yeah. Uh, to Trudeau is a, a, a clear act of official disinformation smeared thousands of Canadian protesters as Nazis last year with context-twisting descriptions of a few decidedly unrepresentative unre- un- photos. It's like they do that. They'll take a couple seconds of video and make it about uh, January the 6th without revealing all the video. It's kind of weird how uh, the left does that. Isn't it? Isn't it? All right. A uh, couple other things here that I want to get to. And by the way, the number is 800-922-6680. Um, so the big poll that uh, showed that Donald Trump is out in front of Joe Biden by uh, 10 points caused a great deal of consternation in the media. Yesterday I mentioned and I posted on social media that uh, the poll was uh, was being called an outlier. Now the left of the country was calling it an outlier because it showed... Joe Biden not only being beaten by Donald Trump in the general, which would actually make sense when you consider that 77% of the American people don't want Joe Biden to run again, and uh, 35% of Democrats don't believe he would even live through his second term. So uh, they're calling the poll results showing Donald Trump beating Joe Biden an outlier, And yesterday I said it is an outlier. And the reason why the poll is an outlier is because like so many polls, unlike so many polls, this one actually told the truth. (laughs) That's what it was. That's what really ticked them off on the left. That's what made their heads explode. They started freaking out because they know that it's real. They know that this is real. They know that Joe Biden is going down in flames in every category, every single category, the economy. I can go on and on and on. He's underwater. He's losing black voters. He's got young voters beating Joe Biden by 30 percent. All of that adds up to Donald Trump should be ahead of Joe Biden by 10 points. And when a, a poll comes out that actually speaks the truth... And doesn't parrot what the Democrat Party wants, or the Deep State wants, or Rhino Republicans want, and oversample Democrats. By the way, in this poll, they they sample Democrats and Republicans at twenty five percent, and Independents at forty five. Independents at forty five. So, how is that an outlier? It's only an outlier because it didn't say what the Washington Post and ABC wanted it to say. <laughs> That's basically it. Here is, uh, and listen to the, the difference in the reactions between Donald Trump and uh, and Joe Biden when confronted by this devastating poll that is an outlier, but for some reason, even though it's an outlier, has everybody freaking out.
0: The Washington Post, ABC, 10 points. That's a lot, you know, because it's like considered a lot. It's hard for Republicans to lead by that much in the fake news yeah. media. Yeah,
2: it is. We'll we'll about move this everyone.
1: We have to move out so everyone please thank you very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank no, you very we'll much everyone. Okay, we're going out. Have
1: a good. Thank you everyone. Yeah, well, there's no response from Joe Biden and Donald Trump's is over going, "Well, what do you know?" Well, what do you know? And then there's this uh this uh, uh, political prediction expert Larry Sabato, And he got all butthurt on this. Uh, he, uh, he's, you know, uh, uh, he, he was, uh, he was saying it was, uh, it was BS. It was nonsense. It was an outlier. It was uh, ridiculous. He said, uh, uh, "Ignore the Washington Post ABC poll. It's a ridiculous outlier." Sabato or Sabato reacted. My question: How could you even publish a poll so absurd on its face? Will be a lingering embarrassment for you. It, but but again, it, it sampled uh, Democrats and Republicans evenly, and it, it oversampled, I guess, independents. So, uh, and here's some other things it found. 75% of the uh, poll said that Bidenomics weren't good. Or poor, 87% say the same about gas and energy prices. 91% despair over spiraling food costs. Uh, 23% approve of President Biden's handling of the economy. 31% think Biden is providing the right amount of military assistance Ukraine. 41% say he's doing too much. Trump is also up a staggering 20 points among people under 35. This wasn't an outlier. Well, it was an outlier. But it was an outlier because it's the truth and the democrat party's head is exploding because of it here's corinne jean pierre and her reaction
2: polls are polls right they are going to be all over the place uh they are going to they're going to um you know they don't tell the whole story actually and that is just the way a poll is and the media reported this new washington post poll like they were covering a funeral Martha, these numbers are simply staggering for the sitting president. Uh, 44% of people in this poll say they are not as well off as they were at the start of the Biden administration two and a half years ago. Those are the worst numbers that we've seen in our ABC News Washington Post polling. But whether you believe that or not, I do. Uh, look, there's a good chance that there's people just trying to send a message in the polling right now, given the other frustration we've seen.
1: Yeah, the message is Joe Biden's doing a really crabby job as the president and nobody wants him to have a second term. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: So a uh, stunning 75% of Americans say that Bidenomics are not good. 87% say the same about gas and energy. 91% despair over spiraling, spiraling food costs. And yet this same poll that resulted in this is being called an outlier because it says that Joe Biden is getting beaten by Donald Trump. The same poll that showed that eighty-seven percent of Americans uh, are, uh, are are uh, experiencing a lot of trouble when it comes to paying for gas and energy and food. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. This is uh, Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax. If you haven't had a chance to watch Rob Schmidt, and there's a hole in your heart from where Tucker Carlson used to be on Fox. I think you'll really enjoy your show this is uh this is Rob last night talking to Monica Crowley about the uh the ten point deficit in this waPO poll. look,
2: when you get into these numbers, what's striking is not just the 10-point margin of Trump over Biden in a general election. What else there, Monica? But when you really dive into the crosstabs, Rob, what you see is even worse news for Joe Biden and no. the Democrats. Independents choose Trump by over 13 points, and then when you get into different demographic it's groups, it shows that Joe Biden is hemorrhaging support <laughs> yeah. from all of his core constituencies, black voters, Hispanic oh, voters, yeah, that, yeah. women, okay. younger voters. So they're in a real world of hurt here, and they can call it an outlier all they want. Yeah, but
1: he's a huge success with the legals from Venezuela given ID cards. So there's that. Here is uh, Monica Crowley uh, with the Democrats talking about uh, dropping Biden, and of course. Come along.
2: They are prepared for next year in terms of mass mail and balloting, oh, yeah. ballot harvesting, well, they're gonna all cheat. the things yeah. that they did the you last go-around. You. They're prepared next time. But if Donald Trump's lead uh, continues to build like this, particularly yeah. among those core Democrat constituencies, yes. it's lights out for Biden, yeah. which tells me. Which usually
1: happens at about 9 a.m.
2: That the left's power brokers (laughs) want him gone. They want him gone sooner rather than later. They have another problem because they can't just get rid of him. They got... I have to get rid of Kamala Harris as well. And so the challenge is, who do they recruit uh, to run on the top of the ticket? Well,
1: we've heard uh, Ted Cruz saying it's going to be Michelle Obama. We've heard people say it's going to be uh, Gavin Newsom. I, th- I find it very interesting that Fox, and I don't trust Fox. I mean, you know, they're my competition. I get it. But I, I, I'm serious. I need to know what the hell is going on over there because they're doing a debate with Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Why? And neither of them are running for, pre- well, one of them is running for president. The other one is not. The Democrats want to recruit the other one with his fake teeth and his greasy hair. Uh, And he's destroyed California. And it almost, to me, sounds kind of like a a deep state wish list. Doesn't it? Because on the left, you got uh, people only wanting you to vote for Joe Biden, but they want Joe Biden out. And on the other side, they want to get rid of Donald Trump as a candidate altogether and prop up one of the other candidates. So it sounds to me kind of like this is a little trial balloon Fox is trying to do. They're going to put DeSantis on with, uh, with uh, you know, the doofus Newf- Newsom and see what the ratings are. And you know what they're going to get? Zero interest. That's what's going to happen. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
4: President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back.